Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Friday and uh, oh, what a summery day it is it's core for uh, the state. Uh, we'll chat with Jeff Marr coming up just a, a little later on. Um, but uh, for now, we welcome in our radio buddy to the South, Pete Callender, Middays WBT, and on the iHeartRadio app, Pete Callender. How you doing, sir? Hey, What's going on? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm I'm trying to digest this uh, this uh, proposal. Did you see? Now look, anyone can file a bill. I'm sure you've said that as many times as I've said that on the radio, right? I, uh, the Larry Pittman rule. Yeah, anyone can file a bill. And what's more instructive is to see when they're filed, uh, which ones the media choose to 
out of the hundreds and hundreds actually focus on? Is it the ones right. that are likely to actually get debate and perhaps a, a vote? Or is it ones that they can use to say, look what a great job this person's doing, even though it will go nowhere? And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, uh, look how evil all of the Republicans are because, uh, you know, these two filed a bill, right? Right, it, exactly. It's another example of the what I call D or D, the big D or D game, which is defend or disavow, where... Uh, you know, if, uh, one of the rules of modern-day journalisming is uh, if the scandal involves a Republican, then the story is the scandal. If the uh, scandal uh, involves a Democrat, then the story is the Republican reaction to that scandal, right? And so you run to the Republicans and you say, this Republican did something bad. Their scandal, uh, there's a scandal surrounding them, and so do you defend them or disavow them, right? They, that's the D or D game. Yep. And so what you're describing is just the manifestation of that game. It's a, di- a different way that it's played. Instead of a scandal, it's a, it's a bill. And they will run to every Republican that has probably not even heard of the bill that got filed, uh, and they, they rush to them and stick a mic in their face and say, what do you think about this bill? It, it goes to the, um, it goes to this, in journalism, right, and, and you know this, the, the bias is oftentimes in the story selection process. What gets covered and what doesn't. Right. Absolutely. I, I can't. I've, I, I, I feel like my head spins every time I have to explain that. Cause, right. Because people don't talk about that when they're then analyzing whether they are, in fact, biased. Right. They're like, oh, we covered it. We talked to this. And it's like, right. But you covered this and then you didn't cover the same exact identical thing that happened last year. And oh, by the way, uh, politically, the, it's reversed. Yeah, and right, and, and um, part of the other thing with the legislation, what that prompts then, and the way the media covers it, which is why you know I talk about how the uh, the media reporters want to pretend that they are not actors, that they are not players in the arena, and they are just by uh, virtue of the of the fact that they cover stories and they amplify stories, and that that selection of the story then gives it uh, oxygen, whereas it might not otherwise have had it so they you, you are playing a role in the in the play right so when you are uh, when you're amplifying this story that then creates an incentive for uh, legislative leadership to try to constrain the process and that's why you end up you know seeing uh, uh, bills get funneled through particular committees and killed in committees and and you have this top-down uh, approach because they're tired of being forced to play the D or D game, and so they then try to constrict the kind of legislation that gets filed in the first place. Um, I say this because, do uh, you see the bill that Jay, uh, Rep. Jay Adams filed on the uh, the distribution of senators in North Carolina? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. For, those who, for those who don't know, because I haven't, I haven't told the audience, so um, uh, State Rep. Jay Adams, Republican, along with um, about five others, Mostly rural, with the exception of uh, Larry Potts, who's a uh, triad area, I think Davidson County. Um, the bill, and I understand his fr- he's frustrated because he represents Catawba County, and he thinks that Mecklenburg gets more more stuff. And that's probably because Mecklenburg has a lot more people, therefore they have more senators. Um, mm-hmm. So he wants to essentially do something similar to how we do senators at the national level. Uh, where it's fixed based on geographic areas and not population. So his proposal would uh, have one senator for every two counties. We don't know how those counties would be connected. Um, 
look, mathematically, I haven't run the numbers, but mathematically that probably would be beneficial to the GOP since they have generally a lot more counties, a lot more area because the blue tends to compact. Uh, it's not going anywhere, and frankly, I don't even know if that would be legal under the Constitution of North Carolina. Yeah. Well, and also it's a bastardization of the U.S. Senate model, which is a bastardization of its original intent, right? So the whole idea for the U.S. Senators was that they represented the states, and so that's right. why everybody got two. So all the states got two, and the state legislatures would send the U.S. Senators there, and the idea was you are you are – uh, putting representatives of the state into the federal government to protect the state's powers, right, from federal encroachment. And then along comes the progressive era where they make all sorts of terrible policy mistakes that we are still living with today, and one of them was to change the way we appoint senators and to turn them into popularly elected positions. And so now, after a 100 years of living under this direct election system, people think that the U.S. Senate is supposed to be like the House of Representatives, and it was not designed to be that. And now, because we've lived under this stupidity for a hundred years, now you take that model and you try to turn it into a state-based model, but that that's not doing anything to... I mean, what, 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 <laughs> right, so what are you protecting? Yes. Yeah, are you protecting... You're trying to protect, what, county governance from state encroachment? Is that the idea? But then why wouldn't you just give every county... All 100 counties get their own senator, one right. senator per county. Why wouldn't you do it that way? And, and the county commissions would appoint them. It would be interesting, too, to watch them. Like, do they have to be touching, or or can you make Wake and Mecklenburg one? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right? yeah I don't know why I go with the two versus a one. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going anywhere. It's. I mean, you're you're asking all of these state senators to basically what give up their gigs, right? Because I mean, you're going to talk about double bunking. You're going to have people <laughs> from yeah. uh, all these different counties that are now going to be in overlapping districts. Well, and I think that's why he wanted to do two because he wants to keep the number at least somewhere in the ballpark. But that's not the biggest problem, as uh, you just stated. So yesterday, I'm sure you saw, um, just because we got a bunch we got to cover, uh, Beth Wood pled guilty. She's very sorry. She only had a couple drinks. Now we know. Okay. Yeah. Two. She said. Yeah, two. Just two. First person that, ever. Is, first person yeah, first ever to person. claim to only have two. Uh, we've, had law, <laughs> we've had some law enforcement officers this morning who claim to have heard that before. but Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like such a weird number to give law enforcement for the number of drinks one has consumed when before being pulled over for DUI. Well, nobody just has one, and three would be too many, so yeah. you know, got to end up where you got to end up. Did you hear WRAL's coverage of it? Um, I read their piece. Yeah, I read their story. I it, don't know uh, if I... There's a word. There's a, uh, I want you to put on your austere scholar hat, okay? Can you put that hat on, your austere scholar hat, for a moment? Hang on. I have it around here someplace. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Okay. You're all steered up. Here we go. Mm -hmm. To the click of cameras, in a stoic stride, Beth Wood walked into a Wake County courtroom to face a judge and the district attorney. All right. A stoic, stoic stride. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, a stoic yeah. stride. Yeah. I mean, I, I I applaud the alliteration. Good use yeah. of alliteration. Time. You know, you and I have been there. You got to, you know, you got to, piece has to be, or a segment's got to be a certain length. You got to make sure you have enough words to fill it, so. Yeah. You know, it's second reference of the fire is always the blaze. You know, it's never conflagration. I never understood that. That's a much better word, but, um, 
Yeah. They want no, it, they want this to be over, and Beth pleading guilty, and then these two underlings, uh, uh, if you will, being charged for essentially spiriting her away when she could mm-hmm. have stoically strided away. Right. Though that's true. <laughs> so, so when um, she fled, now always keep in mind here: the only reason that we know what kind of happened there with this, the whisking away, the stoically striding away, the the only reason that we know this is because like an Uber driver. Right. shot a video, right? Otherwise, like she, I don't know how this story would have played out. It, it may, maybe it would have played out the same way, but I don't think so. I think, I think, well, first off, these two guys that are now facing these, you know, misdemeanor charges, um, for helping to get her away from the scene of a crime, which by the way, just feel the need to say this every time we talk about this story, I feel the need to say it. The only reason you flee a car accident scene is because you're afraid of being arrested. <laughs> That's the only reason you flee the scene. And or we all know... a very important appointment. I mean, yeah. Pete, we've all been there. At a Christmas party, fled through the, the law firm where the Christmas party was having, uh, was being held, rather, and the people that helped her flee. I, I think one of them is a... I think one of them is a, a former punter for App State. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I, I I didn't get a good read on who they were. I just chalked it up to assistance and or security. But it's exactly the kind of folks who tend to find themselves in trouble when a politician is in trouble that they are too loyal to. Yeah. And seemingly none of the, uh, what I assume was thought. You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see a guest list for that party. Mm. That would be amazing. But to be fair, I want to correct you. There's not just the Uber driver's tape. There is another video of this. Oh, the city, uh, like city yeah. cams or something? Yes, yeah, city's got cams on this, and I've spoken to some folks who uh, who have confirmed what it shows and that it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, yeah, the DA can't let it out there, you know, but maybe now, maybe now they can, because... So, yeah, the, one of them, so you've got these two guys, one is uh, 26-year-old Jonah Mendes, uh, charged with obstructing justice and passenger failure to give information. He was the passenger... Yep. in the car, uh, walked with her to the car, and then she drove. I, I think she was probably dropping him back off at the party. Like, he walked her to the car, and then she was leaving, and so she was going to drop him off at the, uh, at the par- back at the party. Then there's Ryan McGuirt of Chapel Hill, charged with obstructing justice, accessory after the fact. And from what I discerned yesterday when I was, like, looking up who these guys were, I think McGuirt was from Charlotte. Um, Providence Day football player went to App State, was the punter, if I recall correctly. I think that's the same guy. And so anyway, but he's, he works for UNC's, like, Gillings School of Public Health or something. And oh, Mendy yeah. is a, is a paralegal, or no, he's a, he's a law school student or something, or was. So, um, yeah, I mean, these guys are, you know, young, probably, you know, Democrat-connected. And like you say, like, they, they were there, and they, they helped to get her away from the scene of the crime. And now they're going to have these misdemeanor charges obstructing justice you know tagged on them now she pleaded guilty and she was convicted but then she's talking about how she takes full and complete responsibility for her actions no excuses no 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 that's like that's exactly the opposite of what you did there's there's two things here that that remain one um they it's apparent even from the uber driver's video that they pull her back into the building right i don't or at the very least, she's in the entry door. But they're pull- you can see the door open and her just going in. Mm-hmm. All right. So others, others, you ever hear a car crash? It's not quiet, 
okay? And I have to assume one car monster trucking another draws attention from just inside that building. And after this happened, I actually walked over there because I was over at uh, the Raleigh Times bar eating, and then I'm like, I'm going to go over and look. And uh, I'm I'm going to assume I'm going to make an assumption that the large open area that you can see directly through the window might have been where people were. And um, with that in mind, you have a bunch of other people who hold law degrees. And I bet I I, I want to see the guest list. I wonder if there was a lawmaker or two in there, which would make sense as close as it is to the uh, uh, Jones Street there. Sure. And the second, and the if second she was thing, there, yeah, I mean, if she's there, then right, probably the invite list included other politicians. Sure. But here's the more important thing in in my mind, uh, as much as I'd love to see Rufus actually held accountable or at least his minions. Um, the fact is that happened. She left. Police showed up and a decision was made. And I have I have off the record explanations of how that decision was arrived at uh, within the chain of command. But here's the deal. You come across you're a law enforcement officer. You come across a front. Everybody and uh, happy Thursday! It is the KCO Day radio program. Phone number eight 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 nine three four seven eight seven four. Sorry, I was reaching for something. Oh, oh boy! Now I'm sneezing. That is the Illuminati. Not wanting uh, former Congressman Mark Walker to have any uh, airtime. Mark, how you doing this morning? Uh, Casey, I'm doing good. Hope you are. Trying to poison me because I'm uh, railing down on this Beth Wood story, and I'm, uh, I'm going to get uh, Arkansas like the Clintons. Um, th- that story is just bonkers. I mean, just you know, this it, as as somebody who's obviously you know served in a notable office, high profile, all of that, uh, except with a different letter after their name. I can't fathom a situation where police come up on a vehicle that is literally on top of another vehicle, run the plates, and their state it's a state-owned vehicle, they know who it's assigned to, and then fail for not that just that evening, but for almost the entire next day to make contact with that person. I can't, I can't think of a scenario where that's how it would play out for anybody else, even you, for that matter, when you were a congressman. No, uh, n- not at all. Uh, it makes you uh, want to ask a few more questions as far as who made the decision to kind of put the pause on this until they could kind of get their act together, get their story straight, or see which way they needed to go. No, with, usually the case is, and I've got a got a brother-in-law in the Winston-Salem Police Department that's uh, pretty high-ranking over there. Uh, no, they're they're looking for you right that moment when you're looking at that level of a hit and run. But, uh, but yeah, right. this story's got holes in it, and I don't think it's we've seen the end of it yet. Yeah, and there's another side of this uh, we talked about, and then um, somebody just reminded that sent an email, and it's it's I think it's a very valid point about somebody knew something. It's a state official's car, right? So if they if if you if your vehicle if they found your vehicle wrecked, right, and um, 
and they ran the place like, oh, that's that's Mark Walker, that's a uh, uh, former congressman, Mark Walker. Even if even if they just wanted to make sure you were flipping alive, they're going to make contact. Somebody had to check to make sure she wasn't kidnapped or something, right? Yes, it, it, you know, not that state officials get mm-hmm. special privileges, but when you're a stinking member of council of state or member of Congress or something there. Due diligence, even at the most base level, you're going to say, well, we, we, we need to at least run a few traps here to make sure this isn't something more nefarious. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I, I would say, and, and I don't, I've got to look at the tags. A lot of these state uh, office holders have these personalized it license was. plates. Yes. Yes. And, and so with that's the case, there, there's no mystery in this. You know immediately who this is. And the fact that there has that there wasn't follow up there, uh, yeah, just you know how, how you know that, that she wasn't abducted and then somebody wrecked this car. Uh, that there was a much more of a criminal nefarious behavior. Right. So yeah, it, it, there's there's huge issues with this. Yeah, in fact, we had a case in Minnesota where uh, some police officers they ended up getting fired, and it was because what here's what happened: there was an accident, and it looked kind of like Beth Woods thing, where a vehicle had literally slammed into another vehicle. It was in it wasn't in like a downtown area. Um, and everyone made the assumption that the per, the driver of the vehicle, and they ran the plates, they figured out who this woman was. They Everyone had assumed that she'd been drinking, and she had had a prior DUI, too. Um, and so the officers at that point, they focused all of their attention on going to her home, uh, her sister's home. I don't remember all the details. And in reality, what had happened is she had been injured pretty significantly. She had not been drinking. Uh, it was you know, a winter weather incident. And... She the the best theory is rather than staying on the road, she knew that if she cut through this little patch of woods on the other side of it was like this mall where the stores would be opened, like a strip mall. And so she had tried to go through there, but succumbed to her head injury, fell down. She wasn't dead, but she ended up dying of hypothermia in the woods. And she, and she was only about a hundred feet from the vehicle, and she was only about fifty feet from uh, you know salvation over there. And the officers uh, went in one direction and one direction only, and it was against department protocol as to how they're supposed to handle that. So, Yeah, I mean, one of the problems from the state to the national level, the, the frustration with American people is oft, often these uh, two sets of rules. Uh, you you kind of touch base on the Clintons in, in a tongue-in-cheek, but you look at historically, uh, does the same law apply to people in power as those without power? But also, I'd go as far as this. I also think there's a double standard sometimes politically. Uh, if this had been Mike Causey or Tim Moore or, or another statewide Republican, if you will, uh, I, 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 I conjecture, but I've got a feeling that the, that the law enforcement in Wake County might have had a different approach to this. I'd like I, to ask uh, that question anyway. Yeah, and I've talked to some officers and uh, you know over the years for different stories, and you know for the most part they're not going to get into too much of the politics of stuff. But I've talked to some people, not necessarily officers in this case, but others involved in this, and they're mad as hell. They're mad as hell at the yep. way that this was manipulated. So, and but yeah. obviously yeah. They, you know they don't want to get into it. So, anytime anytime something creates a break in protocol. It requires to ask questions as far as what happened, what transpired. To me, though, as well as just as a large story, why hasn't this lady resigned? Why is she even talking about potentially running again? It's 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 such a standard that sometimes these elected officials, specifically on the left, get this pass without being held accountable to the press, the public court. So we'll see what happens with all this.
Well, and that leads us into obviously the the big or what should have been the big big story of the day, but apparently is not. Um, this this is the whole narrative that I've had to read about on social media from all these people going, "This look, Trump's not immune from prosecution. This is this is what has to happen." And if it was my guy, I'd be fine with it. And I'm like, well, I don't know if you know this. There's some, you know, there is some stuff on your guy or some of your previous guys. Um, but yesterday was supposed to be, or today was supposed to be, or excuse me, yesterday was supposed to be the, you know, the big day when they had the the met again. And then today was the day when everyone would be freaking out and we'd be talking about this. But in reality, a couple things happened. One, an attorney for Michael Cohen um, or previous attorney went in and testified. The guy's full of crap. He's a liar. Uh, they have a letter from Cohen showing that he lied. Um, some other stuff, and uh, that's in in many people's analysis severely undermined Bragg's case. Not to mention that there had never been the application of the law that Bragg was attempting to do ever, 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 ever. Um, it had never happened, so it would be self-limiting even if you could get a judge not to throw the damn thing out. So how do you square, and I'll put you kind of on the hot seat here, square with me the uh, even politicians need to be held accountable with uh, you know, uh, people pushing back on this thing going on in New York with Trump. Where are you at on that? No, it's, that's, it's a fair question. Uh, here's my response to that. There's already been two federal... Um, I'll call them investigations or inquiries in this, and they deem that it did not violate uh, federal law. So here's somebody at a state level who is now saying, I'm going to override anybody from the federal aspect, and I'm going to pursue something that would be a federal offense and put it in a state court. This is this is unprecedented. Uh, it's obviously, <laughs> you got a guy here that's a George Soros-funded DA. Instead of locking up the criminals, he's going after the former president. Uh, it's uh, it's a it's a huge overplay. Now the backstory is in some of the, in D.C. from some of our channels here is is many of the Democrats don't want this to happen because uh, yes. they feel like this only empowers Trump specifically when it's this I won't say frivolous. Look, let me let me, let me also add this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you weren't, in, I'll use the word engaging uh, porn stars, you probably wouldn't have this problem to begin with. So let's, let's you know, some of our conservative evangelical, we need to make sure that our children and generation know that that's probably not a good idea to start with. However, in this particular case, the overreach, it's, it's kind of like the raid at Mar-a-Lago. This, this bumps Trump's percentage twice. And I know there's some other Republican presidential candidates that would that wish he wouldn't do this as well for, for their own purposes. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of where the setting the stage of the scenario of what I see it right now. 106.1 FM Talk and 94.5 WPTI, two stations driving the best in talk. This is Casey O'Day and Carolina's Morning News. Well, that's got to be about the worst uh, response to a question I think I've ever seen uh, on this particular issue. And uh, there's a lot of bad takes. 
Referring, of course, to the uh, tragedy there in uh, Nashville. Uh, so a reporter, a reporter in front of the White House yesterday asked the... Um, Ask the President of the United States if he thinks the, um, all right, hold on, Siri, you do your own thing. Ask the President of the United States whether he thought that the uh, Christians were targeted. All right, all right, that's a fair question. Ross, do you think Christians were targeted in Nashville? Uh, 100%, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not the right answer. Do you want to know the correct answer? The correct answer is, I have no idea, uh, but... If Josh Hawley thinks they did, well, I probably, so then the follow-up is, uh, I have no idea, and then uh, the follow-up is, Senator Josh Hawley says he believed the attack did target Christian believers, and Biden responded, well, I probably don't then. Nah, I'm kidding, I have no idea, and then he laughed. Yeah. That's probably not the way to handle that. I mean, if I had to, uh, if I had to pick a way to handle that, that wouldn't be the way I would handle that. Uh, glibly. Look, and I'm one. I am one who is all about inappropriate humor. Sign me up. That being said, you got to pick your uh, you got to pick your windows, my man. That ain't it. That ain't it at all. All right, uh, 653 KCO Day radio program. Uh, there's some bad takes, I'm going to tell you. It's crazy out there. One of the responses yesterday, I posted this to uh, social media, um, and none of you guys were pleased. When, when when you saw it, uh, one of a trans activist group, you know, you can be you can be a group who uh, is uh, a, a, an activist group for uh, people who identify as trans, and you cannot be a piece of crap. You know this, right? There's plenty of them. There's plenty of groups out there who decide. You know what? I don't need to put out a big old statement, or if I do, I don't need to put out a statement. Essentially claiming the um, the shooter's the real victim here. Like, that's avoidable. All you have to do is not, you know, write that. Not put that in uh, a published form. Uh, and uh, number three, uh, send it out, publish it. You can avoid those three easy steps. You're going to prosper. But when you send out a statement, and in the statement, um, you decide to include the uh, the wonderful line. Let me be abundantly clear here: that hate has consequences. People are going to take that the wrong way. No, no, no. Wait, hold on. That's, I'm sorry. That's not accurate. People are going to take that the right way, the way that you intended. The problem is, is it's you're just such a piece of garbage for putting that down uh, out there. It 
hate has consequences is quite the take. I'm going to read this bad boy to you. Because um, let me tell you what. I honest, I didn't think anyone was going to get that uh, that aggressive on it, to be quite honest with you. Trans Resistance Network put out a statement. The Trans Resistance Network has been notified the shooter involved in today's church school shooting in Nashville was a person identifying as transgender. Known from online profiles as Aiden or Aubrey, uh, pronouns he, him. Well, it's not our policy to engage publicly with news media. We believe the moment calls for a thoughtful response from our collective. Okay, and I love collective because um, it's like you got all the commie terms. Good for you. We point out today's incident in Nashville is not one tragedy, but two tragedies. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you could argue it's six tragedies. You know, from from the from the victims, three nine year old kids, uh, the janitor, the substitute teacher, the principal. The first tragedy today is the loss of life of three children and adults. We extend our deepest sympathies and heartfelt prayers to those families dealing with the loss of loved ones. There is nothing we can offer that will comfort the hurt or ease the sorrow. We mourn with you. All right, and then so what you want to do at that point, we'll put a period after that, which they did, and then you want to stop writing. That'd be a, if I had if I was a consultant, that's what I would tell you. I'd be like, yep, all right, you're done. Just you know, sign your little logo, move on with your day. Let everyone uh, mourn and uh, and and deal with this. But they couldn't help themselves. They couldn't just simply sit there and go, all right, you know. If you're the if you're the uh, the communications person, you know you do that thing where you you know kind of slap your hands together. Woo! All right, good day at work. Done. Done. Nope, they went further. So, in their own words, what is tragedy numero dos? It's uh, it's a doozy. We'll, uh, we'll just leave it at that. So uh, when we come back, number two, tragedy number two, and arguably the way they describe it, in their mind, uh, the tragedy number one, as in most important. Coming up, KCO Day radio program.
706 KCO Day radio program. We were just sharing with you the uh, the wonderful media statement from the uh, Trans Resistance Network. And they made a pretty interesting claim as uh, I started reading their press release here. They said, "Believe they believe that the incident in Nashville is not one tragedy, but two. First tragedy, the loss of life of three children, three adults. They send their deepest uh, sympathies, blah, 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 pretty standard. Okay, and then that's where the press release should have ended, but, but, but it didn't. So um, we'll, we'll read it to you. The second and more complex tragedy is that Aiden or Aubrey, who felt that he had no other effective way to be seen than to lash out by taking the life of others and by consequence himself. What? What do you mean you have no other way to be seen? We do not claim to know the individual or... excuse me, have access to their inner thoughts and feelings. We do know that life for transgender people is very difficult and made more difficult in the preceding months by a virtual avalanche of anti-trans legislation and public call-outs by right-wing personalities and political figures for nothing less than the genocidal eradication of trans people from society. Again, this is what, when we talked about this, this is what I pointed out is not just the motivation, but also the narrative. And we played the audio yesterday. We played the audio um, from Florida, but um, of them going through and you know, you're the uh, the uh, the trans Gestapo. It's uh, they want to genocide. They want us all to die. They want to eradicate us. Of course, you got Daily Wire out there in Nashville. Nashville just passed some bills. You had the Vanderbilt uh, bills, basically talking about um, you know uh, the drag queen shows. And um, oh yeah, you also have uh, Vanderbilt University where. Uh, legislation took place following their uh, gleeful mutilation of children. Right, all these things are going on there, and it's important to understand that because, not in the same way that this shooter apparently also understood that and uh, internalized all of that anger, this organization is sitting there recognizing that they're literally making the argument as to why this is in fact terrorism. And I don't say that lightly. I think we overuse that word. However, the virtual definition, the literal definition, is, viol- is is essentially violence for the purpose of political means. And if you're sitting there and you're responding to what you see as an avalanche of things that didn't go your way in the political sphere, and uh, you wanna you wanna make a statement. That would be literally an act of terrorism. I mean, it's the it's the actual definition. Now, the uh, Biden administration, the FBI, they don't think it's terrorism. The the FBI is not even investigating it as terrorism, which is bonkers. Um, either either we take serious 
the reason that people give and we act accordingly in the sense of at least understanding it, or we do this, what, what is arguably the most horrible of media being the garbage humans that they are. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where we just pretend none of this happened. We don't deep dive into it. And that's what they're trying to do here. They're trying to couch this. Ross and I were talking off the air about the shooter up in Buffalo. Ross, what do you think people believe the motivation of the shooter in Buffalo? I, I know what they believe, most of them, because uh, being a Buffalo Bills fan, I talk to a lot of people from Buffalo, right, I, right. via uh, social media. And it's still believed that that guy was just a white supremacist out to kill black people. Well, yeah, I mean, went into a black grocery, a primarily black grocery store, and right. shot black people. But so here's the thing. He, he had a manifesto. Oh, Okay, now the manifesto wow. is sort of just sort of disappeared into the wind, like oh, it never happened, right? Like Andy Dufresne going down that hole in his cell, like it's just gone, never going to see it again. Well, but, but we know where Andy is. He's in San Juan Taneo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the reason he did that, if you read his manifesto, was he was a crazy climate greenie guy. The reason he targeted African Americans was because he believed that they produced more, they reproduced more. So there's more black people, which are harming the planet, so he has to kill them to save the planet. That's why he did that. But that part of the narrative just disappeared. Like, it never happened, because you can't have a crazed greenie shooting up people. I think right? if you actually averaged energy consumption of people by race, black people probably use less. Just because, um, just because energy usage on the African continent is not the same as it is well yeah i mean yeah, obviously the dude is a lunatic and has no idea what he's doing i'm you're just talking saying about, the math but, is bad right, he, but, he, but it doesn't matter thinking, if the math is bad right so. but that's the way so this person also had a manifesto in nashville and this thing is going to disappear it's oh we have no idea why they did what they did it's it's a mystery it's a mystery it's like the pyramids it is a mystery. that we don't know The the irony is, and I saw a lot of analysis because there's there are some people doing analysis on this. But to your point, yeah, once you get a little further down the road and people have moved on to the next story, that's not going to be floating around there like the um, uh, what's the guy I'm thinking of? Remember the guy in what was it New Zealand who attacked that mosque, and he and he wrote this manifesto that's like a, it's like a novel, it's like War and Peace, and he references a bunch of people, and then everyone just nitpicks which people they reference they want to actually uh, go after. And there were some Trump people. Who else was in there? Who am I thinking of? A couple, uh, couple people from Fox News. The irony, of course, is there's a couple people from CNN. The the uh, Young Turks are referenced. I mean, it's and then people just kind of they, so they they pull little pieces of the manifesto and they and they go from there. But to your point, yeah. Yeah, they're going to go ahead and ignore this. And um, the uh, the DA or the investigators in uh, Nashville, I'm trying to remember, I, I don't know if the police said it or somebody in the DA position, but officials, we'll just say officials in Nashville, 
have said that they don't plan on releasing the manifesto during an active investigation, which is not uncommon. Uh, that being said, stuff tends to find its way out to the Internet. Um, so it, so when you're sitting there and you're, and you're looking at the motivation, I think most people imagine what they believe the motivation to be. You have all of this stuff going on. You have statements outside of the manifesto on social media and everything uh, that, that point in this direction. And it's just the totality of uh, the the emotional side of uh, this this person's parents not accepting them, right? They were devout Christians. They did not believe that their uh, daughter uh, could transition to be a man, uh, even though uh, was uh, they were living in the parents' house still in their what late twenties. was going to be an artiste, going to attend some uh, college, had done it, then not done it, and then was doing it again. And so there's a certain there's a certain angst and hopelessness, I think, in that situation. And spent time at this school and hated it, hated it, obviously. You know, I, say, I, I see reports where they're talking about how they uh, – you know, they were just, they were firing indiscriminately was the term that I read. Kind of, but kind of not, too. Sounds like they picked a certain part of the school to go to. The irony, of course, is, because you ask yourself, well, how do you, how do you come, how do you shoot a nine-year-old, let alone three of them? And you have to dehumanize them. And what you see them as is future uh, oppressors, future Christians. But the irony in that statement is, at one point, this individual would have been that student. Has, so she has no idea what's going on in the minds of those, those nine-year-olds. Maybe they hate it, too. Maybe they feel it's not for them. Maybe they feel that uh, their parents don't love them or uh, are oppressing them or not recognizing who they truly are, even though they're nine. But maybe they think all of those things. So this individual went in there, never gave that a thought, that that nine-year-old may be them when they were nine, and uh, decided to do what they were going to do. And then this trans resistance network puts out a friggin' press release. I mean, they might have even thought about that, been been like, well, I'm putting them out of their misery, right? It's sort of like when you have these heinous crimes, when people kill their own family, like the entire family, and they're like, well, I'm just going to end it all for all of us because it's nothing but pain. They're like, oh, you could have this nine-year-old who's going through the same thing I'm going to go through. I'm going to stop it right now. That's why you tend to you, you try to gather all the information and determine the motivation. And one of those pieces of information is what they wrote. Now, we've seen people that have written manifestos that were clearly troll jobs. Right? As they go through and they investigate stuff, they realize that they wrote something because they for the lols, which is, I mean, which is crazy. Don't get me wrong, but... That's why it's important to understand what's going on here. All right, let me continue because you're going to lose your crap here in a moment. This is uh, from the uh, press release. (laughs) Many transgender people deal with anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, and PTSD from the near-constant drumbeat of anti-trans hate. So wait a sec. So you think that all uh, any of those... uh, uh, mental health conditions are simply a result of people not understanding, or do you think they might be, I don't know, 
part of a larger issue. Just a thought. Lack of acceptance from family members in certain religious institutions. Denial of our existence and calls for detransition and forced conversion. All of these factors contribute to a population that is medically underserved and who often face anti-trans bias while assessing care or while accessing care leading to significant physical and mental health disparities. Quote, you ready? Hate has consequences. Really? What does that mean? Hate has consequences? So your position as this, uh, this uh, trans resistance network, as this organization, this 501c3, is to remind people that hate has cut. So the consequences are dead teachers, janitors, principals, and nine-year-old students. Right. And what have we been saying for the longest time, right? We don't, like, trans people existed. They've always existed, but don't mess with the kids. And specifically... This person messed with the kids, right? So are you saying that we have to go along with the possible mutilation of our children's genitals or you're going to kill our kids? It's, it's, it sounds like an ultimatum. Well, if they don't have their genitals mutilated, they're better off dead. Is <laughs> Doesn't it? It sounds like an ultimatum. Sure does. Sure does. How do you write that line? Uh, you know, most people would just beat around the edges of it, which they were kind of doing in the earlier paragraph, but they came out and said it. I don't know if I respect them more for that, at least getting it out there. It is a testament to the inner strength and beauty of transgender people that despite the overwhelming odds of ho- uh, homelessness, job discrimination, and constant anti-trans bigotry and violence, so many of us continue to persevere, survive, and thrive. We will not be eradicated or erased. Well, now you're doubling down on that other line. Look, you know, we could just suffer from all of these things that are actually also the hallmark of people with mental illness, right? Look at the homeless population. You have addiction and mental illness as primary drivers of it so you literally just threw your, you know you cast your die with the lot and you don't recognize the irony we remind the news media to respect the self-identified pronouns blah 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 no although they did they were tripping all over themselves to uh, issue apologies for when they didn't think they got them right We also urge you to avoid pandering to those individuals on the right who will use this double tragedy, because that's what it is now. Remember, tragedy is the dead kids, but the bigger tragedy is uh, this this poor transgender person. Uh, was There was hate, and hate has consequences. Um, uh, use this moment uh, to uh, torment, uh, uh, foment fear and terror of transgender people in order to advance a political agenda of transgender elimination. Biased and sensationalized coverage of these viewpoints is both irresponsible and reprehensible. Oh, you got reprehensible. You got it on lockdown. 722, hang on. Your day, smarter. 
and celebrating 10 years of keeping you better informed. 106.1 FM Talk and News Talk 94.5 WPTI. More with KC starts now. All right, hang loose, kids. Uh, We're going to get to your phone calls coming up here in uh, just a few minutes. Also, the president was in Durham yesterday and had some thoughts on some stuff. One of those stuffs being flamethrowers. So uh, we'll get to that much more coming up. Hang on. Celebrating 10 years of keeping you connected. This is 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. All right, 736. Welcome back. KCO Day radio program uh, to your calls momentarily. Hang loose. Uh, So yesterday, the president in uh, Durham uh, doing his thing there. Went over to Wolf Speed. He's doing a big tour about jobs and stuff. You know, pretty standard president stuff. Although I did see that a bunch of you sent me this video. Let me. Um, do you remember the? Do you remember Joe Biden when there was when they got a peek at those flashcards and the flashcards were like they weren't just telling him where to sit, but like what to say and stuff. People, I think, rightfully saw that, and went, this is. Crazy how mapped out this dude is, right? That was a level of um, that was a level of intricate navigation on the part of uh, his handlers that uh, did seem crazy. However, the video that people kept passing around yesterday was him being walked out to do a uh, a, a photo op for all practical purposes. So he's coming down a ramp, and he's going to go out, and he's going to do a photo op where he's uh, meeting and greeting workers. And in it, uh, there's audio. You can hear the quote-unquote hot mic uh, where the dude he's walking with is telling him where his mark is. And for those of you who don't know what a mark is... Um, lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Basically, it's where you stand. And you're standing there for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is that's where the cameras are pointing. And people are like, ah, this guy's, that's not unusual, okay? I told you on this show, we're just going to give it to you straight. Telling somebody where their mark is, even the president of the United States, as they're headed out there, is, is pretty typical. I've been told where my mark is, and I'm not, you know, I'm not an idiot. Well, some of you think I'm an idiot, and uh, maybe maybe that proves it for you, whatever. But, um, I, you know, I've done music radio, too. Did a lot of music radio, and I uh, had a lot of times where I'd have to go out on stage and intro a band. I've done it at Red Hat and Walnut Creek and when I was in Minnesota and all of that. And you go out there, and somebody uh, somebody who's a stage manager or their assistant will tell you, uh, you need to be on that mic over there. Your mark's going to, which essentially is them telling me where my mark is. And it's not because I'm dumb. It's that I'm showing up to an event where I didn't set it up. 
So, Ross, you ever had to walk out on stage oh, and they I've, told you where to go? Yeah, I've done tons of stage work before, uh, like musical stuff, too. One time I had to go out and you had to specifically stop at a certain point that was marked. Because yeah, a lot of when, times they'll put they'll put they'll mark something on the ground yeah. so that you stand directly on that. There yes. was a group of us. We all had to stop at our marks. And when you did this, we were we were wearing these shoes that were specifically made. And what? then this device would come up out of the stage into the shoe. So it allowed us to do this like lean over dance move while we were wearing our white uh, gangster suits and we would lean over to the left and then lean lean over to the right. But the left first, really? You don't think that was messaging of some sort? Uh, perhaps I was, you know, I was young. So you know, all you had to do was lean though. It's nothing. Like, you didn't have to like walk backwards. Oh my god, are you sitting down? Uh, yes. Yeah. No, we we, we did that <laughs> as well. But listen, the important part is Annie was okay. Is she? Is she okay? Mm. She's not okay. Uh, she's dead. Wow. You know what? I actually remember that case, and yeah. you know who I heard who done it? Oh, who? Uh, Janie. Oh no. Yeah, with a gun. She had a gun and um, did not end well for uh, Annie. No, so, but these marks are very important. And fights, if you've been man, on stage, you if you've been on stage, you've you've you know you're familiar right. with them. So any yeah, if there's cameras or there's audio uh, requirements or anything, a mark's not an unusual thing. What is an unusual thing is going up on stage and uh, uh, saying stuff like, uh, "Oh, I don't know uh, this." You know, we need to act. These are weapons of war. I'm a Second Amendment guy. I have two shotguns. My sons have shotguns. You know, but our states, you know, everybody thinks somehow the Second Amendment is absolute. You're not allowed to go out and own a, an automatic weapon. You're not allowed to own, own a machine gun. You're not allowed to own a flamethrower. You're not allowed to own so many other things. Why in God's name do we allow these weapons of war on our streets and at our schools? All right. You know, I, and I could quibble over the machine gun because you can. There's obviously, there's a, uh, it's, it's quite the process, but... A flamethrower. Do you know that the flame a flamethrower is not even considered a firearm? And I and and to the uh, this is going to horrify the president's handlers. I know a guy within five minutes of where he's uh, speaking at that moment who owns a flamethrower. Bought one of the uh, bought one of the Musk flamethrowers. Why? Because he's like, ah, I'm going to get a flamethrower. It's not even a firearm the hell is this guy talking about can't own a flamethrower you can own a flamethrower all day man and people do well he's always wrong about this stuff remember he said it before that his his big line he likes to say is you know back in the day you couldn't own a cannon during the days which, of the founding fathers which, is, which once again is absolutely wrong and you today you can own a cannon. Yeah. that's why you have can right go ahead try to rob ross's house see if you don't get cannoned i believe is what it's called Sorry, I didn't mean to give away your home security. I believe it's canonized, isn't it? Yeah, that's a little different. Although is you it? will be, you will be dead. Um, so you know there are some uh, some similarities. All right, let me get to the phones here. David, you're up first. Go right ahead. Hey guys, uh, love your show. Long time listener. Um, you know, I'm 53. I've had a long time to sort out this testosterone flowing through my blood, and it has not been difficult. I know I'm not alone. I can't imagine, you know, what are the potential risks to give somebody a female testosterone or, or male hormone injections and not expect that there couldn't be, you know, uh, you know, terrible outcomes. And there, there are. 
Um, well, I don't, sir. I just I will say this. I don't know for a fact, uh, and I unless I, there's something I missed, I don't know that the shooter in Nashville was uh, either on um, testosterone or had transitioned. Because some people are making the assertion that they had had surgery, and I don't know that that's the case. I haven't seen anywhere that that's the case. The only thing that I've seen is it was described that the shooter would. Uh, you know, uh, show up a, as their quote unquote daughter uh, when they were in the house, and then they would leave and essentially have a, a set of a different set of clothes and change, you know, like a high school girl who wants to dress a little slutty kind of thing. So I just want to be careful in putting that out there because I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with that. So, yeah, I haven't heard about the, the, the sex change thing. To your but point, the, though, uh, to your point yeah. though, yes. And uh, anyone who dares question it, I saw somebody who's a, a counselor who commented on one of our posts yesterday who said, if you even question uh, the, um, the idea of, you know, going all in and going through gender reassignment via uh, counseling and uh, injections and eventually surgery, uh, within the field, you could you could get your license revoked. So there is no room for uh, any discussion on that issue. And to your point, if you're not going to discuss it, you're not going to study it, how are you ever going to fully determine what it does to a person? It's tragic all the way around. I appreciate it, guys. Prayers to Nashville. Yes, absolutely, sir. But, you know, it's not Christians that were targeted there. So that was FYI on that. I did a thing on stage one time, Ross, where I was, uh, they put me in like, a, uh, what do you know, those uh, those harnesses for when people are flying like in a play or something. They put me in one of those and gave me a double-sided guitar and I was swinging back and forth yelling about uh, Panama. Did you, did you ever see that video? Wow. No, I know. I, I got to look into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. So, all right. Uh, 744, Ray Staging from the Weather Channel. He's uh, doing Ray Staging Morning. stuff. Uh, staring mm-hmm. at a Doppler or whatever. Um, yeah, Doppler. What? What? Doppler, temperatures, whatever. You just have one Doppler? Um, I has got two, man. Yeah, multiple Doppler. No, I only need Doppler one million, and, that, and that's enough. The president yesterday said you can't own a flamethrower, which is not true. You can. It's mm-hmm. not even considered a gun. Have you ever wanted hmm. a flamethrower? Um, No, I haven't. They look. They look pretty what, neat. Well, hold on. What what red blooded American man doesn't want a flamethrower and a woman? I don't that know. Just, well, exactly. It just wasn't at the top of my list of uh, thinking about things I wanted. The difference to own. is I'd men would use dangerous. it for cool stuff, you know, right? Like right. pretending they're Rambo or something. Whereas women would use it to, uh, you know, caramelize a custard or something. Yeah, I'd use it to start my uh, fire pit out back and probably start yeah. the whole like woods on fire. So yeah. there's that. Right? That's what the woods are for. Yeah, or I'd be like, I wonder what this does if I put this flamethrower and spray it into my pool. See what happens. Would you say, heat watch this, y'all? Yeah, I'd be like, hey, yeah. watch this. We're going to heat up the pool water. Yeah. Stand yeah. back. And then you'd be on the news. But yeah, yeah. that's how that goes. All right, so uh, are we going to need a flamethrower to stay warm? Yeah. Or are we going to be okay? Yeah, next couple of our mornings are uh, pretty chilly. This morning, uh, I've got anywhere from 4 to... 16 degree temperature changes and they're colder than 24 hours ago. Not quite as much as it is in the triangle, the tried is out into the mountains where we've seen temperatures 15 or 16 degrees colder than 24 hours ago. So there's been a change in the air mass. It'll stick around one more night tonight before we modify. Um, 
as we go through today, becoming partly sunny, and most of us close to 60 with a little breeze. So a little brisk out there with that breeze tonight, mainly clear and around 40 degrees, some 30s around, and sunny tomorrow, a little bit 60s into the 70s Friday, another good-looking day on Friday. But a breeze will start to kick up out of the south, starting to transport some moisture and humidity in. Going to bring some showers in Friday night, Saturday, through about midday, early afternoon, Fridays. High temperatures, or Friday night will be in the 60s, so mild. And then back in the mid-upper 70s on Saturday. Threat for severe weather limited. I think there'll be some thunderstorms, but they should weaken as they approach us. And there's going to be another severe weather outbreak, this time a little bit further north than the one we had last week. Um, up through places like Illinois and you get into Missouri and northern Arkansas, western Tennessee, northwest Mississippi. Um, that chance on Friday for a severe storm. So everybody's going to be wondering, well, are they going to be severe when they get here? It doesn't look like it, Casey, but we will have some showers Friday night to Saturday, maybe a few rumbles of thunder. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds like napping weather to me. Have a good one, yep. sir. Appreciate okay. it. All right. 747 KCO Day radio program. Wow. We have a lot of listeners who own flamethrowers, Ross. So we need to we need to get on board, man. Uh, for crying out loud, we had cannons when we were kids. Five beer or soda cans taped together with a small hole. Dude, when I we used to make pipe bombs in welding class, but we also had a potato gun, but it shot cantaloupe. We made one with cantaloupe, and then we get a bunch of acetylene. It was it was it was not a, the safest thing. So yes. In that sense, got it. But no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You're absolutely right, sir. All right, uh, hang loose back in just a few. The show after the show is on the iHeartRadio app. Search KCO Day for the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. All right, 752 here on the uh, KCO Day radio program let's get into some phone calls here uh clark you're up first go right ahead hey how's it going it's going sir what can i do for you i just wanted to talk about that whole shooting situation you were talking about um homelessness and how it's just sort of expected that mentally ill people end up homeless no 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 no. Uh, that's a, just to be clear that's not what i said i said that when it comes to the homeless population uh, yeah, addiction and mental illness are a big, big, big part of what has driven people to be homeless. That's right. what I said. Sorry, I didn't mean to misquote you. Okay. Well, I just want to—I want, um, want to be clear here, and it's—and it's tragic, uh, to be quite honest with you, uh, because mm-hmm. it's you're, when you're dealing with mental illness or addiction, it makes you even least li- uh, less likely to try to do things that are going to be positive in your life to turn it around, either because you're physically unable or uh, you just don't even realize how situa- how you know screwed you are. Um, because you're feeding your addiction, and that's all that matters to you. So, uh, anyway, right. go right ahead. Oh, I was just talking about um, at least my experience with it. Uh, my boyfriend um, came out to his parents when he was 16, and they they put him on the streets, and he had to live out of his car for a month or so. Yeah, uh, it's it's terrible. And I'm not saying anyone should be shooting anything. That's terrible that that happened. I don't think most people. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wanted that to happen. I think that's a, you know, a, a horrible individual as opposed to a, you know, what most people, most trans people want. I think everyone just wants to be loved and respected by their family and their their colleagues. <laughs> yeah, I, people people don't want to be made to feel horrible. And uh, you know, to 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 the point here where I'm reading that article of uh, this individual in Nashville and their parents refused to accept that. Um, I I don't for a moment think that that didn't cause a lot of emotional distress. It absolutely did, but. You know, the fact is that people each and every day deal with the non-acceptance of family members and other individuals and don't go out and shoot up a bunch of people. And, yeah, there is no excuse for what that person did. You know, my father my father ran, and not to be necessarily play a comparison game, but my father just decided that one day he didn't want to be part of the family anymore. And let me tell you, emotionally, that was really, really tough, especially me as the oldest with three younger siblings uh, who were, uh, some were not even on the cusp of being able to understand what was going on. And, uh, you know, so people deal with a lot of emotional things and a lot of much more horrible things than even that. And the idea that one's parents would just put them on the street for something um, that they felt was right in their life um, is is tragic. Absolutely. But that's where that's where we have to draw the line there. Right. We have to recognize that, you know, uh, so. In that case, you know, you, you, you find another peer group of individuals. You find other people who maybe are more accepting. And people who would take this and decide that all trans people are going to be shooting up stuff are ignorant. However, however, to, to pretend like we don't understand or at least have any idea or want to investigate the motivation here um, is just people playing politics, sir. Right. So... Uh, right. I'm assu- well, thank you I'm for assuming- taking my call. Well, I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming oh, your yeah. your significant other, your boyfriend there, didn't go shoot up a bunch of uh, school, did he? Oh no, um, right. He just he was homeless. That's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. Just just I just want to be clear there, but uh, yeah. All right, Clark. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, because that's how you know that's how adults talk about this stuff. You know, do you know the sheer volume of people that I know have grown up in Wyoming? So Wyoming is kind of like Utah in the sense that we have a lot of people who are uh, within the Mormon faith, right? They're Mormon. And uh, I have several friends that I went to school with who made decisions that fell outside of the faith and suffered uh, consequences as to uh, their uh, family not wanting to interact with them anymore. This isn't, this isn't to besmirch the Mormon faith, but because it happens in Catholicism and Christianity and uh, uh, maybe even voodoo. I don't know. Uh, but but my point is, is these things come up, and the vast, vast, vast majority of people, while they may be emotionally damaged by it, they figure out a way to not murder people as a result, right? And I feel like maybe that's the uh, that's the bar we should be attempting to achieve. Hans, real quick, what's up? I just wanted to point out. Um, so yesterday, I saw on Fox because that's all I watch is Fox. But uh, Biden was talking about the shooter, talking about, you know, he, you know, in his overeducated mind, he knows everything there is to know about weaponry. 
So, uh, you know, we can believe what he has to say, but he, he was standing up there talking about how, how we have to ban assault rifles. And then he talked about the shooter having two AK-47s when they went in. It was real quick. It was, you know, it was real quick. And in between all his other mumbling, but I heard it plain as day, two AK-47s. I saw the pistols. I saw the pictures that they posted of all the guns. One was an AR rifle, one was an AR pistol, and another one was a uh, M&P shield. Yep. None of which are AK-47s. Well, that's uh, that's the thing that has baffled me, and thanks for the call there, sir, uh, the most about gun grabbers and anti-gun journalists and whatnot. They, they won't stop for five seconds to educate themselves so people might take them seriously. Everybody, it is the KCO Day Radio program. Uh, you know, and I'm going to tweet this bad boy out right now on the air. You're going to hear a live tweeting on the air. Very excited to do this. Do 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 do. I use voice to text. Okay. Um. Is there literally a moment the WRAL won't attack private and charter schools? Question mark. All right, so now if you're wondering, with the voice, how is it that we got all the AI and the voice to text suck so much? And and frankly, when it comes to voice to text, as somebody who literally speaks for a living, mine should be the most accurate. Right? Yeah, this is happening live on the air. Ross sent me this headline, and I got it. I got very upset. All right, and then we'll paste the link in there. Boom, and it's off into the cloud, or however they say it. <sighs> this headline right here. You ready? Nashville shooting highlights security at private schools. Um, I'm pretty sure, unless I am misunderstanding the chain of events that led to um, this tragedy in Nashville, that to gain access to the school, the uh, the uh, shooter shot through a locked door. Is that Ross? Is that your understanding as well? Because that's my understanding. It is. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, you know that sometimes people shoot up public schools too, but you know, hey, if you got it. Can't you don't want any diversity in education because then you can't control the messaging, I guess. Well, whatever that's out there. So, uh, speaking of insanity, well, actually, hold on, let me grab Chris's call. He's been holding on, and then I'll get into this other story. Chris, what's up? 
Hey, good morning, Casey. I just had a comment about the uh, the president's remarks. But yes, you know, tragedy. If somebody's alienated themselves from loved ones, they can make poor decisions and send themselves to hell in their own special way. But when you go killing folks, of course, that's evil. That's bad. But uh, you know that that muppet we have for a president swore an oath to the Constitution. That includes the Second Amendment. Second Amendment covers every imaginable weapon for U.S. citizens. Does it? Does it involve nukes, sir? Well, nukes are normally only available to state players because they're astronomic expense. But if you're going to use a nuke, then you kill a lot of people indiscriminately, and that is evil. Right, no, but that's not it's my question. People that you, can't made be assertion, you made the assertion that any weapon that exists should be available to pri- private citizens. And I'm just testing Yeah, but the, once uh, you start using it against people... Yeah, but the rub is, once you start using that tool against people then uh, you become evil. So if you just have that's a nuke sitting around in your gun cabinet, that's cool, right? Well, as long as it's uh, controlled, you know, you got uh, nobody's going to grab it. But like I say, they're astronomically expensive. No private individual can afford anything even remotely like that. Elon Musk could afford a nuke, sir. Well, you know, he is a very unique guy. But still, once you use it against people, then it's murder. You're evil, right? But also, but also, a, a, a small pistol is like that as well. I mean, to your point, right? If I just go Very out and murder true. people with my nine millimeter Glock, I'm perfectly legal to own it. But as soon as I start indiscriminately shooting people, I've crossed the threshold of evil. I don't disagree with you. I'm just trying to determine if there is a bounds, uh, a boundary for what people uh, should be able to own. So. And there is, and it's normally a dollar threshold that determines that. So, but that's all I got to say. I appreciate it. All right, all right, Ross. Look at that. You get to keep your nuke. Ross has a nuke, everybody. But he, he's he, he's not threatened anyone with it. It's just for uh, defense. Somebody breaks in the home. Boom, missed. Now, yes, uh, he obliterates all of Wake Forest in the uh, in the doings, but he gets the robber. So, one less robber, maybe two. You never know. All right. Uh, did you see this yesterday? Everyone was there was this thing trending on Twitter where they're like thinking that Clint Eastwood disappeared and was dead, and no one was saying anything. I couldn't figure out why he was uh, he was trending yesterday, and it was because people were convinced that somehow he had died and nobody was saying anything. But uh, you'll be happy to hear somebody spotted Clint Eastwood. So uh, everything's okay. What is it? Now, don't get me wrong. And, and, and actually, somebody took a picture of him shopping at Whole Foods. And he's pushing a cart, got a bunch of stuff. He's got a lot of toilet paper, though. I mean, a lot of toilet paper. So I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, maybe <laughs> he's like 100 and didn't want to get out of his recliner. Well, he's at the, he's at the Whole Foods. It's the, that's the funny thing. It's not like... You know, um, it's not like uh, Casey Kasem. Remember Casey Kasem where nobody saw him for the last year of his life because he literally didn't leave the house, right? And then they had the whole lawsuit with caretakers. Clint Eastwood goes to the grocery. The dude's out and about, right? He's not a shut-in. I'm dreading the day Clint Eastwood dies because um, all of the all of the trolls that are going to emerge... Remember that one time he went to the RNC and talked to that chair? I'm glad he's dead. We're going to have to read all that garbage. 
There are a lot of people are like, I now I've loved Clint Eastwood forever, and now I hate him because he went to the RNC. The best yeah. one, well, I remember the meltdown on Twitter, Patton Oswalt, before I blocked him and realized he oh, was a complete moonbat because he used to love him. Was like, super moonbat. Yeah, yeah. He went on this huge rant on Twitter because he, he had just realized that Clint Eastwood was pro-Second Amendment. However, he, he prefaces by saying, I love your films. I've watched all your films a thousand times. Big fan of your movies. I love your stories. Oh, Are no. you, have you been paying attention? Because this he, shouldn't be a shocker. Like, oh, my God, you're a fan of the Second Amendment? Have you seen Unforgiven? Have you seen Big Whiskey? I grew up in Big Whiskey, man. <laughs> right. When you go there, right, you got to turn in your guns. Go to, to yeah, Gene Hackman. Just keep over. Depends who you know. Depends who you know. In fact, they try to push guns upon you. I, I have a good authority that Clint Eastwood showed up one time and killed a guy for not having a gun. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will cut your hooker in the face. That's, uh, you know what? There. We still pay for everything awful. in livestock. So All I have are ponies. Well, ponies will do. That's livestock. But you got to convert it from ponies to full-fledged horses. Just so the whole thing, stupid so. being like, I can't believe Clint Eastwood is a fan of... People protecting themselves with firearms. Huh. <laughs> so weird. I just thought he was a boxing enthusiast and uh, hated Hmong people, but now he loves them, so it's okay. Good taste in cars, too. Some of the most iconic... If you had to think of iconic gun moments in film history, what would be the most iconic... What would easily be right up at the top? Do you feel lucky, punk? Do you feel lucky, punk? Unquestionably. Unquestionably. If I had to make a top ten list of uh, movie gun moments, do you feel lucky punk could be in there? You could argue that scene where he goes in and shoots the guy and utters one of the greatest lines when Hackman's like, or the bartender's like, you just shot an unarmed man. Or no, Hackman says, he goes, you just shot an unarmed man. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guess he should have armed himself. <laughs> he was going to decorate. He was going to decorate his establishment with my friend. What a great, what a great line that is. And yes, it obviously involved guns. I'm trying to think of other, what are other top gun moments? Hell, Eastwood's got a few of them. You, do you feel lucky? Do you feel lucky? Uh, you shot an unarmed man. That's easily in there. Um, there is just, there's probably three or four just within the um, the whole uh, A Man With No Name series, right? And you're just figuring out that he might be a Second Amendment enthusiast? And before you go, those aren't real guns. Ask Alec Baldwin if that's the case. Uh, right. so you, you could make the argument, be like, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of actors that are not pro-Second Amendment. Yeah, but they're also not the writers and the directors of the film, right? Right, yeah. Why does he have all that much toilet paper? Is His whole cart is filled with toilet paper and paper towels. He may have just murdered somebody at his house. He probably hunts people.
trying to think of other Top Gun moments. Obviously, Rambo with the uh, the M sixty. Although I think when I think of Rambo, the the exploding broadhead is what first comes to mind. Although in that uh, not the last Rambo, but the second to last Rambo when he's uh, when he's on that mounted uh, machine gun, just just peeling down uh, all of the uh, Burmese uh, rebel Wh- army, which dudes. made no sense because he's just a boatman. He is just a boat. Just man. Stay he stays the boat. with the boat. Yeah, that's what a boatman does. Just crazy. Absolutely, man. All right, so uh, Clint Eastwood's apparently alive and needs lots of toilet paper. So, in case you're all wondering. All right, we'll come back. Um, we gotta. We gotta have to say hello to my little friend. Absolutely. Yep. Tony Montana. I'm telling you. It's just the fact that if you had to make a top 10 that he's got several entries in it, I think tells you everything you need to know there. Now people are sending me their greatest uh, guns and movies moments. You know, you could almost argue that the first John Wick when he's in the, was just peeling through stuff. But maybe that's just uh, recency bias or whatever they call it. Anyway, 818, hang on. Celebrating 10 years and still going strong. Thank you. KC is on 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. Going down this road, uh, just a few others. Then we'll take some calls here. You know what I watched over the weekend, Ross, that I hadn't seen in a long time was The Wild Bunch. What a great movie that is. What a great movie. If you've never seen The Wild Bunch, because it's late... Late 60s, early 70s. I think it's 69 or 70. What a fantastic movie. Basically, the premise of the movie is the uh, they're a bunch of outlaws, and they steal a shipment of guns, and um, they are selling them to the Mexican army who's fighting Pancho Villa. And, um, and then there's a double cross and all that. But there's a scene where, uh, in addition to the guns they were supposed to deliver, they, they had captured a machine gun. Uh, one that you mount on a tripod, big old, you know, standard Rambo-looking thing. And um, the Mexican Army's got it, and they're all drunk celebrating because they got all their guns. And the uh, the the uh, the outlaws, who are kind of the heroes of this movie, they roll in there because the guy double-crossed them and taken one of their friends. And then proceeds, they proceed just to go bonkers with that thing on the entirety of the Mexican Army. And I'm not going to give you all the details of what happens, but you, sh- you should watch that movie crazy good oh yeah 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 oh yes absolutely somebody suggested a full metal jacket uh the helicopter scene do you know the guy all right so the scene if you don't remember is um jokers in the helicopter he's being transported and there's a guy who's manning the um who's manning the machine gun there and he's just indiscriminately firing at uh, uh vietnamese farmers and stuff right and the question, he asked the guy the question, he goes, how do you kill women and children? And the guy goes, easy, you just don't lead him as much. The guy manning that machine gun was the guy who was initially hired to be um, the drill instructor. Remember, um, you know, we all, we all sit there and think Ermi was the perfect guy for it. He was actually hired to basically be the coach for whoever was hired to be the drill instructor. And he was just so good at it when he was demonstrating what the drill instructor should sound like that 
the he uh, uh, he gave him the job, and um, uh, basically said, "All right, well, now you're the guy in this one scene," which had to suck for him because he had this big role in a Kubrick film, and uh, now he's demoted to uh, uh, Gunner, uh, uh, Hilo Gunner, and um, yeah. But, yeah, no, that's a very memorable scene. All right, let's get to uh, some phones here. I'm, I'm fine talking about this. David, what's up? Good morning. Morning. I like, I like his words when he said a man's just got to know his limitations. As the officer drives off and the car blows up, that was funny to me. Yeah, I you know the I, this I'm so glad he's alive because when he does actually pass, we're gonna get we'll do a whole show just talking about. That. Now we get a twofer. So, all right, that's thank great. You. Thank you. It. Thanks for the call, there, sir. Oh, I can't believe Patton also. I can't believe he's pro Second Amendment. <laughs> what you know? What <laughs> I will say this: Have you seen anything Patton Oswald has done lately? I haven't seen him in anything. Do you think he moonbat? If that's even possible in Hollywood, do you think he just moonbatted his way out where nobody likes him anymore and they don't put him in stuff? Or I don't know. I know obviously he went through a tragedy and his wife passed away and there were some issues there. But I think he showed. I saw him in something like maybe a year or two ago and it was just like a random part out of nowhere. Yeah. No. Look. And and here's the thing. I don't. I don't want to suffer a tragedy. But he. he if if he wasn't on Twitter, I'd be like, all right, that's a guy who's just kind of cocooned, and that's sad. He's out there, man. He's out. He, he's definitely, uh, you know, able to look past any of that for the purpose of constantly uh, posting on social media. So, um, you know, he, at that point, you think maybe he, he's, he wants to work, too, but I, I guess I don't know. Ed, what's going on? Hey, KC, what's going on? Uh, actually, uh, I got two things on Clint Eastwood, I think. Uh, one of them is about the toilet paper. Um, uh, it could be he bought a lot because... Uh, same reason I use it for for two things, and one of them is actually just blowing my nose. I actually don't buy Kleenex. Well, the other thing is, is me. If he is, you know, he's famous enough, he might be a member of the Illuminati, sir, and he knows they're going to do the COVID thing again. So he's just getting ahead. Of ah, it. see that that's just it. But uh, the gun thing, um, you know, the, the the gun scene thing, uh, Clint Eastwood's um, outlaw Josie Wales, I think, in my opinion, is completely saturated with great gun scenes. Oh, like, most front many back. of the movies are. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and my, fa- my favorite one's when he pulled I, the uh, yeah. he, he pulled the pistols out. Uh, hey, sir, you know, i got like four up. seconds, so I'm not going to be able to get to it, but I appreciate the call this morning. A new decade on the calendar and celebrating 10 years on the air. This is 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and News Talk 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. Well, you don't have one of those in your neighborhood, man? You don't have a a homeless feeder? No, we don't. My buddy sent me a picture yesterday. The neighborhood he lives in, I don't know if there's a home you could buy there for under $700,000. A very very nice neighborhood in Raleigh. All right, he and his wife do well. They live there. Good friends of mine. Good for them. So anyway, so he's he sends me a picture of this. It's like it looks like a big um, bird feeder. No, bird feeder is not the right word. It looks like a big mailbox, but there's glass so you can see into it. 
and it's just full of donated food for people who are food insecure in the neighborhood. So it's like those neighborhood book things, right? Yeah, exactly. Full of food. Yep, but it's full of food, and <laughs> I'm looking at it, and it's all like weird vegan stuff. <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm glad that people want to help those who are food insecure. Um, I suspect they're not wandering into your million-dollar neighborhood, though. And if you if you do want to help, there's uh, food pantry of of uh, North Carolina. There's homeless shelters. Uh, there are uh, tons of organizations you can give it to the give it to the rescue mission in Durham. I don't. I, actually, I shouldn't say. I don't know if they take street food donations, but I'm sure they would. I'm sure they work something out. They probably do. Right? There's tons. But just putting it in, like, you didn't even leave your neighborhood just feels very hashtag yeah. uh, activist to me. Like you know? some poor kid is going to stumble across your gated community. Yeah, it's a kid from uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah. Don't come up on my steps. Go to the food box. <laughs> I told him, too. I'm like, bro, you need to roll down to where the... I'm just a horrible person. I, I told him he should go. and uh, You know what? Oh, Ross. Remember the remember the meth heads who were living in the in the station bus? Yeah, live in the woods by the radio station. Maybe give them a map. Be like, hey, hey, I know where some uh, know where some food is. Now, I actually donated food to them uh, around Christmas. Bought a bunch of stuff. Even bought them a can opener. Put it all in a bag and uh, and uh, left it there for them, and they took it. So that's good. But, um, yeah. But then shortly after, they occupied one of the station vehicles. Yeah, because they were trying to sell it. They were trying to sell this ginormous old bus from like the 70s. Yeah. And they went back there. Yeah, I think it was our GM at the time. Went back there yep. full of homeless people. And they were like, oh, dude told us we could live here. Yeah, did he? Uh, who, who was the dude? Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. Yeah, I just I kind of chuckled. I chuckled more because it had uh, <laughs> my buddy's listening. Just texted me. He goes, "Yeah, I'm filling it with quinoa today. Good. You know what you should get? You should get some of that uh, soy chorizo that Kyle loves in news. Throw some of that in there. So, can you imagine being a homeless dude? And you're like, you're hungry. And you just, you, you're like, I hope there's some Chef Boyardee in here, right? And you open it up, and it's like, here's some hummus. And you're like. I mean, beggars shouldn't be choosers. I get that, but there will be a slight bit of disappointment. All right, we got into this whole gun discussion. Whatever. Let's let's keep rolling on this. I've just never seen a, a, a hobo feeder or a homeless feeder or whatever you would technically call it. Like, I even get the book thing, but uh, I guess anyone trying to help, good on them. But it just seems like. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember the? Um, remember around Thanksgiving we had the uh, listener. We had some listeners from the uh, what was it Butterball or whatever, who donated all of those turkeys and stuff to us. I had to get a big ass cooler that, for it. That was like twelve years ago. Yeah, so I ended up taking that down and uh, donating that to the because uh, they normally won't take um, perishables. But I explained to them the whole thing, and it was like. Like five big old turkeys in there. There's a bunch of other stuff too. And so, I had this giant cooler, man. I took it down and they they ended up taking it. They were so, fine with it. So. You know how we got the new fridge? Yeah. You're not gonna believe what we found in the old fridge in the back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cherry? No. Oh, it wasn't a small dead black girl? It was the Butterball from like 12 years ago. In the very back. You're like, look at this. Oh. Good times. Did you eat it? I did, I did not, know. Oh, come on, coward. I did. I'm sick. I can't come in tomorrow. I bet you won't even eat the woolly mammoth meatball, will you? I sure would in a, in a, in a split second. All right, so for those who don't know, let me just throw this out here. Scientists, you know, these, these people are like, we grow meat. We're going to grow meat. Um, so they did. They grew some meat. And in this case, they used uh, uh, DNA from a woolly mammoth that they were able to extrapolate. And they uh, made themselves a woolly mammoth meatball, except nobody will eat it. Yep, 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 yep. That's going to be an amazing origin story. So so you're convinced that it will give you powers? (laughs) Yeah. So if they, let's say they put the five cheese marinara from Olive Garden on that thing. I'm all over some. I'm just gonna grow hair and I'll be some rigatoni. And you'll be like, "Oh my god, is it Ray Romano on the radio? What's going on?" <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, maybe we'll reach out to him. Let him know we uh, we have a uh, we have a volunteer to eat the uh, woolly mammoth meatball. I'm all for this, man. If you, not, I, I mean, I understand that there's a creep factor with that. I more want them to make the animal again. And then, then we can kill it and eat it just because, look, there's a reason woolly mammoths left. And I know they would tell you it's, you know, shifting climate post ice age along with pressure from uh, early humans, but maybe they were just that damn delicious. Did anyone even consider that? That's for the same reason when I, uh, when I go to the Galapagos, I want to eat everything. I just assume that they made it so you can't and it's so off limits and such a penalty because they uh, the country of Ecuador realizes what a treasure trove of deliciousness they have. There's a reason there's only like 100 of those turtles. And it's probably because uh, they, you know, it tastes really good deep fried. Uh, we'll find out. All right, to the phones. Here we go. Marshall, you're up next. Go ahead. Yeah, man, my favorite gun scene is in Terminator 1 with Arnie. It opens up, he's 12-gauge autoloader, yeah. and then ends up blowing the guy away with the thing, man. I mean, poor guy, he had problems with gremlins, and then ends up getting killed by the Terminator. It's not his, not his day, sir. It's not his day, absolutely. Uh, Dan, go right ahead. Hey, uh, I, I don't remember what movie it was, but it was an Eastwood film. I'm driving, I can't look it up where he's got a rookie with him. I think they're on a boat. There's a gangster. Uh, Eastwood has to pretend to not know this cop, and he pulls the trigger on him, his partner. And uh, later on, after everything cools down, the partner says, you knew that gun wasn't loaded by the weight, right? And he says, yeah, sure, kid. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So many good, yeah. just so many good lines, man. Oh, I can't believe he likes the Second Amendment. All right, one more on this, and then we got some other stuff we got to get to. Roger, 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 real quick. Go ahead. Hey, Roger. Because um, I don't know where they came from. They've been sitting to sleep. Well, well, we're going to do that before he drops an F bomb. All right. We, uh, well, let's do. Uh, let's do real quick. Let Roger know. I want to put him on the air because I want to. I want to be done with these calls. 
We'll do that here in just a moment. Uh, Ray Stajic from the Weather Channel. Bro, I just figured out a morning. new gig yes, for you. Yeah, I just figured out a new gig for you. Somebody sent me this story. Uh, the story from CNN, right. the weather is slowly changing on Jupiter and Uranus, probably climate change. I don't know. Um, yeah, but uh, there's a in here, they have an interplanetary meteorologist. Oh. You ever thought of making a transition? That sounds like you can just make crap hmm. up, man. That'd be great. Yeah. Space so weather. Doppler. Interplanetary. Now, who's the, they're hiring for that position? I don't know if they're hiring, but it's a thing. Interesting. Maybe I, I'll I be on the Space Force then. Yeah, I'm assuming then you go to like a meteorologist convention and they're like, oh, you just, mm -hmm. oh, you just work for the Channel 8, huh? Yeah, yeah I predict the weather on no. Mars. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You got the weather. You'd be on panels. Yeah, I got and the weather stuff. for It'd Jupiter. I would be. And All then right. people have no idea if I was saying it right or not. <laughs> Who cares? Like, keep them guessing. Speaking of, keep them guessing. Yeah. yeah, clear sky with the five planets aligning in the sky. You should be able to see it, I think, tonight also. Um, there'll be a lot less cloud. There is. Overnight last night, now into this morning, still some uh, less toward the triad, a little bit more from the triangle in the east. But partial sun for most of us today, uh, mid-upper 50s. Tonight, upper 30s to near 40 degrees. And then sunshine tomorrow, back to more seasonable temperatures in the mid-60s. Friday, sunshine. A gusty breeze and low to mid-70s before the showers arrive Friday night to Saturday. Now, there may be some thunderstorms, but um, severe weather will take headlines in the center, north-central part of the U.S. starting later tomorrow into Friday. But... Everybody's going to be wondering, will those storms be severe when they get here? It doesn't look like it at this point, and they should be ending. We should end up with a pretty decent Saturday afternoon as we get into April. April 1st is Saturday, and then Sunday much better. Um, we'll be in the mid to upper 70s on Saturday with some sun later, and then mostly sunny on Sunday. Highs will be in the mid-60s. So not bad, Casey. A lot of dry weather, a little round of rain, maybe a few thunderstorms Friday night through noon Saturday, and that should about do it through Sunday. Yeah, but what's happening on Neptune? Do you know? Uh, Neptune, it's uh, going to be dark and cold. Oh, wow. And it's okay. losing Let's some see. of its rings, I saw. Did you, you Neptune are, had yeah. rings? That's uh, that's probably I'm good at this, right? Well, you are. I'm telling you, man. Application Make the transition. So. Planetary meteorologist. I can't even spell that, but. That's okay. You just fake it. Fake <laughs> it until you make to. it. Exactly. All right. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. And Keep we'll on. come back, chat with Jeff Bellinger next. Hang on. Ten years of news twice an hour and smart talk all day. 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. Good morning, 852 Bloomberg Update now with Jeff Bellinger. Jeff, what's happening? Well, good morning, Casey. Stocks posted small losses yesterday, but uh, the futures have been higher all morning. The Dow futures are up 220 points now, so it looks like a positive start ahead for Wall Street. Shares of AMC Entertainment rallied yesterday. That stock was up 13% after the business site The Intersect reported Amazon.com may make an offer to buy the movie theater chain. Shares of Lyft fell back more than 7% after the new CEO said the ride-hailing company is is not for sale. There was some speculation to that effect on Wall Street the day before. David Risher tells Bloomberg News he intends to make Lyft a more formidable competitor to Uber by offering lower fares. Home loan demand picked up again last week. Mortgage bankers report total applications were up nearly 3%. It was the fourth straight weekly gain. We get a report from the, nation, the National Association of Realtors on pending sales of existing homes at 10 o'clock this morning. This is not what we want to hear 
year, ahead of the start of the uh, summer driving season, the price of oil is rising after an industry report said American stockpiles of crude are shrinking, in part because of a dispute that has halted oil exports from Turkey. Analysts warned earlier this week that a drop in fuel supplies could mean another summer of very expensive gasoline. Apple has finally begun the rollout of the Buy Now, Pay Later service that it announced last June. Randomly selected Apple Pay customers will be the first to have access. Purchases will be divided into four payments, spread over six weeks with no interest charges. And KC, another season of Curb Your Enthusiasm is on its way to HBO. That's the good news for fans, but it could be the end of the line for the popular comedy series from Larry David. Variety reports two producers have hinted that the 12th season could be the last. David is known for taking long breaks between seasons. The series debuted in 1998. No comment from HBO, by the way, Casey. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, Jeff, question for you. Did you see that scientists basically made a woolly mammoth meatball? I did see that. Somebody sent that around yesterday. Okay. All right. Just to Except prove that none it can of be them, They're all too big of cowards to eat it. So would you eat that thing? or No. <laughs> Ross wants to eat it because he thinks oh. it'll give him superpowers. Or at the very least, he can eat a woolly mammoth. So. All right, so you're in the no column? Okay. I'm, in, I'm in the no column, yes. All right, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, have a good day. Right, Take there you care. Go, Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg News. I guess, Ross, it's all your, it's your meatball, sir. Now, do you go, which sauce do you go with? Do you go with standard marinara, uh, Alfredo? Maybe just a little garlic and oil? Just saying. You want to make sure you pair it properly. Also, uh, what, what do you pair it with, so? Uh, nice. I mean, obviously it's going to be a red, uh, how aggressive you want to go. Uh, Vince, what's up? Uh, it's hard to follow that guy, Jeff Bellinger, a consummate professional. I wish you'd have him in for an in-studio visit, but to my point, these mass shootings, uh, there's lots of reasons for them, but one that's not mentioned is the, and I hate to politicize it, but the despair created in this country in the last two years by this current administration, kids don't have a chance, young people don't have a chance, young couples don't have a chance, or at least they feel that way. Uh, it, you know, and they're not the only ones, uh, you know, the kids and the grown-ups that are committing these mass murder. I think a lot of it has to do with the, the despair in this country. Uh, and I'll hang up and listen. Uh, well, uh, you know what, sir? There might be something. Thanks for the call. There might be something to it. Um, we didn't get into this story yesterday, but you probably heard about it. Um, they Basically, they were polling people about the values they assigned to certain things, one of which was patriotism. Uh, so they had religious faith, having kids, just a whole variety of stuff. And it's pretty crazy. Not even 40%, so under 40% of Americans said patriotism was important to them. They've been doing this since the late 90s, so it's not even that old in the grand scheme of things. And back in 1998, when they first asked about the values, 70% of Americans felt patriotism was important. 62% said that they felt that way about religion. But currently, uh, both religion and patriotism fall under 40%. How do you think we got there? I don't know, maybe a constant barrage of everything sucks, uh, this country sucks. They're all horrible people, they're out to get you. There's only, one, there's only one category that found a significant growth. 
money. Back in 1998, 31% said that money was important to them. Nowadays, 43%. You know why? Because people feel they have a lot less of it, and they're not wrong necessarily. You have higher taxes. Uh, you do have a wider discrepancy, even when adjusted for inflation, of the costs of things. Right? So, you know, young, a younger generation grousing about not being able to buy a home, it's not just their imagination. But it fails to factor in what homes include now, what they didn't include back in the day when they start looking at, the, you know, their parents' generation or even their grandparents' generation. Same with cars. Cars are a lot more expensive when adjusted for inflation, and uh, cars come with a lot more. Think of all the stuff. For those of you, uh, you know, Ross and I are basically 1980, 79 and 80. We were born, so we're mid-90s by the time we're actually getting behind the wheel of something. There's a big difference what cars have. But if you're older than us and you go back and you got your first car back in the 60s or the 70s, how wildly different is it? And a lot of that's government-mandated which adds costs and costs and more costs. So, yeah. Plus, you beat them down with all the COVID stuff, and, you know, don't even get me started. But, yeah, people ain't feeling patriotic, and uh, I think I know why. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.